favorite documentary? I actually don't watch documentaries. <laughs> I, the, I think the best one I've seen was, or the one I really appreciated was the, what's it called? It, it was more like a movie, the one about McDonald's. Oh, is it, it uh, What the Hell? No, it was, um, it wasn't a documentary, it was only a movie format. It's like, it's just a story about McDonald's mm. during the movie. I can't remember the exact name, but um, it's probably be my favorite, but I don't watch documentaries. My favorite documentary is Hill. You know, I think I've talked about it before. It's a documentary that tells you, you know, how powerful the mind is. And it's actually mind-blowing. Should your partner be allowed to go through your phone? If they want. I don't, I don't see any, I don't see any issue with that. Um, but, but the thing about, the thing about partners going through your phone is if they are already suspicious, then. But sometimes it, it may not even be out of suspicion. It may just be they're looking through your phone. Yeah. They are clicking to your phone. But what I'm saying is that if the, if the, if the partner intention is suspicious, intentional, going to your phone might be worse because they see what they want to see and they read meanings from what they, yeah, what what they, they want, want to read, right? It might not be exactly you're cheating, but the things will just imply something and be like, oh, that's what you mean. When, yeah, when it doesn't, when mean, it doesn't so, really mean anything. Yeah. But I mean, shouldn't you know exactly like what you're saying to people that if somebody else reads it, you feel like, you know, they might read meaning into things. Well, you can't be, you can't be that careful because like, see, you have like a female, say I have a female friend, for example, and the person just called me, um, um, my love, for example, right? Just say my love. My person, that's what the person calls me on a normal day. Is, you, you, is that a wrong thing to call someone that's in there? I mean, it's not wrong, but if your partner already knows that person, it's, I think it's okay. Okay. Then so exactly. that's not, that's not, I mean, something, something, I feel like something, you know, off that you most likely say, or that somebody will be like, ah, maybe something like, your ass is fat though okay okay you shouldn't be saying this like that right but well if it's your friend too that you joke with like that already you you could say but somebody can read it wrong yeah at the same time they should go through your phone as long as you're able to explain what you mean and the person yeah the person gives look at your phone at look at the phone at your own risk is all i would say <laughs> law what's the best movie that you've read or watched for me um the best movie that i've seen is the fault in our stars I love that movie. I don't know why, but I somehow I just like it. How about you? Uh, I don't watch a lot of movies. Oh my again. god! <laughs> I don't watch a lot of movies. I do watch TV shows. But if I were to to say a good movie I've seen recently, I would. I actually enjoyed Knives Out. Um, interesting. Oh, Knives Out! It was so intriguing yeah. because at the end of the day, it was what's this guy? I think Captain America. That was eventually the killer or something yeah, like that. I it was just. I was just like, wow. What's one thing that you think men need to do better at? Men. Yeah. I feel like men need to be less egotistic. Be oh. less. Um, yeah, be less egotistic at some point. Just and and also speaking out. I feel like men men find it very hard to speak up and mm. um challenge certain situations like for example i feel like there are a lot of situations in our society that women are now very used to speaking out on but men do not speak out on like slut shaming for example right a girl would a girl would be there talking about dicks and like oh comparing men's dick size and say oh 
little penises and things like that. But y'all do but, the same thing. No, y'all compare no, with women's no, vagina no, no, and no, say lose tight. No, no, no. But if, if a man if a man says that in public mm-hmm. and a woman overhears it or something, or like if it goes on social media, for example, that man will get bashed or something like that. But if that kind of thing goes on social media for a girl, they don't get the same response. Like it just it just it's just another thing. Right, that women talk about, and and I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Right, why why I brought this up? Like, I watch Big Brother. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and there's this girl called Angel, right? Mm-hmm. And she she had a fight with someone, and they basically she basically said they slut shamed her mm-hmm. and things like that. Fair enough, she called mm-hmm. her a bitch. She said she can fuck everybody in the house for all you care. But at the same time, the same girl mm-hmm. goes on. It goes start chatting with her friends and she start, she's comparing all the guys sizes um, sizes of dicks in the house because she was basically peeping on them and she saw their dick sizes in the house and what the hell yeah and she's basically like oh i saw them showering and this guy's dick is the smallest this guy's dick is the biggest and why don't you consider that on the same level as slut shaming or is is it even right for you to be talking about other guys dicks and just comparing them in that sense if a guy did that and he's talking about their vagina and it's like oh i peeped the girls in the washroom and these are their sizes of their vaginas or their ass or things like that it's going to be found upon right so oh yeah i feel like things like that men need to do better like speaking up and just like addressing issues like that that's what i i think though um i think i support you like i mean with that example that you gave i definitely support you on that um one thing that i think men need to do better at is you know calling other men out don't just you know if you see your guy doing something wrong don't just be like yeah you know it's none of my business well not just calling other men out calling other people out like calling anybody out if you see somebody doing something that is wrong call them out and be like yo what exactly are you doing like this is wrong this is not you know the right way to go about things it's not just be like yeah it's none of my business my looking game is strong mm-hmm um women one thing that women need so now to the women one thing that women need to do better at is um honestly i'm a woman so it's so hard <laughs> because we've already gone through so much and i'm just like well, that's not an excuse though it's not it's not like a valid excuse exactly. but, but I feel i'm just like, like what the, is that excuse a lot yeah women need to do better at owning like owning up to the things that they do so like not you know say you and your friends your partner whatsoever you guys have an argument like the next thing you break down and start crying like sometimes learn to take out like the emotions out of the situation and be like well this this and this and this is what happened and you know either apologize or be prepared for the consequences that follow so i'll give you like an example so Say you and your friend have an issue be able to take yourself out of that situation your emotions out of that situation and have a conversation about it and be like well this 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 and this not not that somebody will tell you apparently you're wrong or somebody will tell you something you'd be like oh my god how could you tell me that like get over yourself please i, I totally agree with that way i feel like women like i feel like women actually need to i think especially in relationships they need to be more mindful of 
of when they do something wrong and accepting the fact that oh i fucked up and things like that right and just owning it yeah. so i totally agree with that um and i would not add anything to that <laughs> so you don't before, even have like before, your own opinion before, on before, before they come for me that's it so which is worse for you lack of trust or lack of communication lack of lack of trust or lack of communication yeah in a relationship actually i say lack of trust because mm. that uh, lack of trust lack of trust makes everything bad in the yeah. sense that no matter what you do like if i go out for example and i spend two hours instead of one hour begin or start you know <laughs> like i feel like lack of trust is the bedrock of all problems lack yeah. of trust and i think resentment are like one of the true when you, when you get to that point where you start to resent your partner that's just oh, yeah, that, a recipe no, for disaster and that's the start. worst and way. there's no coming back from, from resentment, in my opinion so, so lack of trust and resentment really but what can okay but what would even lead you to resent your partner no to, to, okay there's a there's a funny theory about that that i think well, it's personal mm-hmm. i i've just been thinking about it for a while and it's like resentment resentment doesn't start like resentment doesn't start like in one day like boom it's not like it doesn't come like full force yeah resentment is like yeah i know that's why boom. i'm asking you like what are those things that like, would it could be like it could be like the littlest things right say mm-hmm. for example um say for example your partner doesn't do a specific thing in the house right mm-hmm. and you start to do it over yeah. and over again and you're doing it and you're doing it the person doesn't really do it the person doesn't even, even care even when to you, do it yeah it doesn't even care or try to do it and even when you do it the person doesn't appreciate that you do it at the beginning it's just like it's all fun and games because oh you enjoy doing it you might even enjoy doing the thing but there's there's a point even at your job there's a point where like that thing that you enjoy doing becomes a chore you could yeah. you could be like you could enjoy like makeup or whatever or mm-hmm. something right wow. no i just i just say you could enjoy something but like at some point that thing would definitely become a chore to you if you keep doing it and doing it over and over again right so where the resentment and like the passion has gone the passion, right? has the passion gone. will never necessarily go but when something starts to stress you to an extent that it's not fun anymore it's like oh i've turned i've turned it into something else now it's not like i'm doing it way too much it's not that it's not that interesting for me anymore yeah it's it can lead to resentment so like let's say for example i'm the only one that that does i don't know laundry in the house or something like that right my partner does like doing laundry or whatever and i'm doing it in the beginning it's like okay i'm doing it i'm doing it if i do it i do it i do it i do it all those little things start building up or if there's like little arguments and especially things like that. if i told you i would appreciate you helping me exactly so that's what i'm saying like resentment will not come once it will not come it will build up it will just build time. up over time and when you get to that point of like fuck shit there's no coming back from that yeah i definitely hear you so another question would be should people marry for love or for security <laughs> I know. It's, I think you voted. You voted for this on my Instagram I, story. I think. I think you should marry for love. Mm-hmm. I think you should marry for love, love. that provides security. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good way to look at it because at the end of the day, in your relationship or your marriage, you still want that security that if anything happens or like you sh- you should be able to work together, even though like one person is not astonishing reach or whatever or like able to secure the other person like directly I, both of you should be able to thing work that together to bring that security like, at least for your kids if not for yourselves yeah but i feel like that's something that a lot of the times most people 
air quotes men don't understand that security is not just in financial provisions security is also in emotional provisions it's in you know it's in our everyday lives because most of the times when people talk about things like this they typically expect that every day in your marriage you're having deep conversations but it's not always deep conversations sometimes like you're basically having like small conversations and it's those small conversations over time that lead to like the big things so security is in you know our everyday communication security is in the way you know you interact with me it's not just like oh yeah i need to provide for you financially nah like if you especially with most women nowadays most women you know that are trying to get their own bread if you know i can provide a bit for myself i'm already financially secure the most reason why i need a man is because i want compassion you know i want somebody to be able to share my emotions with i want somebody to you know cuddle me at night i want somebody to you know talk about like my deepest fears at night so mm -hmm. it's not necessarily yeah your bank account is fat like yeah. there's people that have all the money in the world and you know they're still emotionally insecure and it doesn't even come to terms with the fact that people be like oh you're an insecure person nah that's even <laughs> that's topic for another day because people just throw the word like insecure 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 around but they forget that you know a lot of the times people become insecure based on on, on another person's actions it's not necessarily you're burning you're burning to the world and you're insecure about whatever but, but, but i think to add to that uh, thinking about it now like, don't think you're adding and you're not saying yeah, like, no, it's add, not <laughs> to, that, to, to add to that it's like more more so like you could take out okay so so here's what i think i was having this conversation a couple days ago as well it's like if for example mm -hmm. we're in a relationship right mm -hmm. and one person is is making like the bread making mm -hmm. like big box mm -hmm. security for that person mm -hmm. is not money anymore yeah right security for that person now is um just to come home to just to come home to a i don't know it's safe haven to come home to good food to come home to relaxation to come home to like happy people just come home and be happy Exactly. right that's what that's what security means for that person now because that security doesn't mean money anymore because mm -hmm. i have all the money in the world i just need to be able to come home, come back home to my family and i know i'm happy i'm comfortable i have everything i want you feel in, you just feel, in modern day times you feel safe you feel safe yeah. right so yeah so to add that your security yeah it's not necessarily money but it's just i think both partners have to be able to balance to it out to identify that, like what, what the security, security will be for them person. Um, I think my last question before we actually go into this episode fully is is it okay for your fiance um to invite their wed your their ex to your wedding? Perfectly okay. Really? Perfectly okay as long as as long as like I don't I personally do not believe in the Oh you still have feelings for your ex. No, not even that. I personally do not believe in the notion of cutting all ties with your exes. I, mm. I don't believe in it. I, the fact that we are no longer dating doesn't mean we could not so be friends. Do you still talk to your exes? Yes. Ha! Hey, I will report. Report. But I will I, report. I, but the, no, the fact that you're not dating doesn't mean that you cannot be friends. No, I don't. Like especially in, in, most, in most cases for me, because personally, I don't go into most of my relationships that I've been in. I've not been in relationships if we're not friends beforehand. Yeah. Right? So. 
and if you notice in those kind of scenarios you were friends before you started dating yeah so if you remove the dating the friendship the should friendship still be should there, be still there. Right? Mm-hmm. And to that extent, that's why I do not believe in the fact that oh when you when you break up with someone, delete their number, block them, all this was <laughs> like to be honest, I don't believe in it. So if your ex if you're still cool with your ex that like your ex was to come for a wedding and they are not having feelings, obviously you have to respect that person's feelings too. If the person tells you oh they don't they cannot come, then fine, they cannot come. But if you're fine it's with not, it, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. If you're fine with it and you want to come, oh all well and good though. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I personally don't believe in like, oh, you're my ex now, so deuces, bitches. Yeah. Nah, like, if you know, it also it depends on how like the relationship ended. Mm. If the relationship ended and you know maybe you didn't go and like tell everybody, yeah, you know that girl, especially like if they're all lies, yeah. you know that girl, maybe she beats me every day. <laughs> she beat me every day you know like just say like blasphemous things you know try to paint the person black like you've broken up you've broken up there's no need to you know start doing all that hula yeah and and it's also to respect the other person too like if you break up and the other person doesn't want to talk to you and you yeah it's done done. like you're not going to force you're still not going to force friendship right exactly if it's done done and the person doesn't want to have anything to do with you you carry on and go but if if you're still cool with your ex then and the person wants to come to your wedding Oh, well, it just reminds me of something that I saw that you know this guy was like you know what yeah because it was a I think it was a British show and he's like you're a bad friend you know and I'm like relax <laughs> <laughs> he was telling somebody he's like you're a bad friend you know you're a bad friend didn't it that's the, that's just a problem here I'm just like uh-uh. Uh-uh. it's not that deep but anyways guys we play like a little bit of convent show you know to kind of keep the podcast live because we're going to be talking about like a really really sensitive topic today i have somebody that i've talked about previously on my podcast shades, you know <laughs> with shades. Not, not but, directly, but with shades. yeah with shades but you know i you guys remember the good spot that i talked about i have the good spot now on my podcast um i'm just gonna leave it let him introduce himself can you do me the honors please <laughs> 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 I did I did prepare for this. Um so hi everyone. My name is Henry. I'm busy. Most of you just know me as Henry. Um Most of you. Yeah. Oh, you're, not, you're not that popular. I'm not that popular, am I? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but anyways, we're just here with my my friend sister. Your friend soon to be sister in law. <laughs> Oh, are your friends ah, I'm crying. Friends, sister, and soon to be sister in law, um, Nengia. We're just we're here to talk about life, uh, just chill and talk about something a little bit more um, close <laughs> to my heart and more sensitive to me than other topics. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Already, that I mean, that was long. You've introduced most of the podcast for me, but yeah, anyways, you guys. So, basically, today we're going to be talking about you know, sickle cell as such, like, it's a really sensitive topic. And I've you know, brought Henry on to kind of educate us more. You know, do you mind telling us like a little bit about it? Because I remember one time I had like a conversation with Darkcast. Anyways, I'm just going to plug in. You guys, her Instagram is D-Beauty. She does makeup. <laughs> but I was having like a... <laughs> I know. I was having a conversation with doctors and I'm like, well, no, that's not what they taught me in biology. Like, sickle cell is this, is this. And, you know, I had no clue. 
And I realized that there's so many people that are just like me and, and have no clue. So can you, you know, kind of like educate us a little, a little bit? Well, I don't know if I could like educate like as a doctor would because I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm just going to educate from a personal perspective because it's something that um, I have lived with all my life, even though I haven't known that I, that I, that I had such condition until I was in JS3, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something that I've lived with all my life was not something that I have known You've all my life. Known all your life yeah. So sickle cell basically is a genetic more muscle or a blood disorder, if we should put it that way, mm-hmm. um, that, that comes about when um, two people or two individuals, um, man and wife, Mm-hmm. Um, who have the sickle cell trait? So the sickle cell trait is basically any like most Nigerians we should know like our genotype. So your, your the sickle cell trait is having the S genotype. So all the a- AS people or the SS people they all have. I think there's an SC one. No? There's an SC too. So yeah. So that that's a good word. So there's an SC as well. So if once you have the S in your genotype, you basically carry the sickle cell trait. So the way it basically works is if two people who are both AS, for example, let's use that because that's the easier way to, ex- to explain it. There are other variations like SC and I think there's another one as well, right? So if two people who have the AS genotype, for example, they both carry the sickle cell trait, have sex or coitus. <laughs> that one is quite funny, but if two have sex with the AS genotype and they give birth to a child, the chances are okay. that that child could have the sickle cell disease. The sickle cell disease is different from the sickle cell trait because the sickle cell you can have the sickle cell trait, but you not would the not have the sickle cell disease. You 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 would mainly not have all the symptoms or all the 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 crisis. the crisis and the pains that the that the sickle cell disease come with. So you you would mainly fine with just having the trait. Well, where the problem comes is if. If an AS and an AS get married or have sex and they produce a baby, the, the chances are the child is going to either be AA, which mm-hmm. could happen because what happens is you take it crosses yeah. in, right? You take one from the father, one from the mother. So you could take an A and an A from both of them. Like my younger brother mm-hmm. is AA, perfectly fine. You could take an A and an S mm-hmm. from one from the father, one from the mother and give you an AS baby, mm-hmm. like my younger sister. Mm-hmm. So it could perfectly happen like that. All your kids could luckily not have the sickle cell disease. Yeah. For all you care, but what are the chances, right? At that point, it's just God. It's just God, right? <laughs> and even even in my case, it's kind of just God because I'm the first, right? And obviously, I took S from my dad and S from my mom. Yeah. And now I carry, I have the sickle cell disease. And at the time, I'm now I'm thinking about it now. At the time, it's more like okay i'm not going to go into now i'm just going to talk about the disease so now i have a sickle cell disease um what what does that really mean so that what that means is basically you have um your your red blood cells are sickled um and are not as normal as everybody else who have normal red blood cells that are just circular and they flow flow properly the sickled red blood cells do not carry oxygen as the Not regular mm-hmm. red blood cells and what happens in that case is because of the secret red blood cell and oxygen not moving properly in your body 
it's you t- you tend to clot a lot. So oh. what those clots do in your body is it's one damages your organs because your organs get damaged because the blood is not flowing as is expected. It also leads to very severe pain crisis when those clots um, lead to a pain pain crisis like you call it. So you could just have sharp pains that you you need to go to the emergency room um, to resolve because you can't resolve them at, at home by yourself most Dang. of the time. So you have those severe pain crisis and along your life too, you have issues with your different organs that have been affected by, by the blood by, the, by, by the clotting and, and things like that. So that's basically a summary of the disease. Um, it leads to a lot of other minor things that people don't notice. So like a lot of tiredness, a lot of you're going to be on medications for all your life. All your life. Um, you have to manage your physical activity because most people with sickle cell cannot take a lot of sickle, a lot of um, strenuous activities on their body because of the oxygen flow. It doesn't flow it as good as normal. So mm-hmm. when you do something like a little like run, you tend to like start breathing very quickly and things like that. So that's basically what this, the the disease entails. Uh, well, now that you know, I hear that. I I equally heard you know that the the name came from you know like there's a sickle that they use in farm in farming because like the red blood cell is shaped like a sickle. I don't exactly know how true that is. I don't I don't know if that's where the origin of it comes from, but it's it could be it's 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 definitely shaped like a sickle. It's not shaped like um the the regular red blood cells right yeah so so another i think another question that i have is is sickle cell the same thing as anemia okay or there are different kinds of anemia because and i know you're not a doctor but i hear people say sickle cell anemia iron deficiency anemia which you know i eventually have like a question which i should ask a doctor about but is it the same thing based on like your knowledge and everything so when you say you have every like when i say that i say i have sickle cell before i came to canada when i was in nigeria you say you have sickle cell anemia mm-hmm. but when i came to canada they, they more refer to sickle cell disease right in canada than sickle cell anemia mm-hmm. but i think anemia it's on its own in an extent but you hear people say they're anemic right and i think anemia comes to my understanding, I think anemia comes like with like the, the, the tiredness and the weakness that your body goes through. Um, I might be wrong. I'm not a doctor, but yeah. I think that there are two different things because I think there are people who are anemic but not no. not have sickle cell. Mm-hmm. So sickle cell, sickle cell anemia, it's kind of like a bundle where like it's a they different add it kind of anemia. Yeah, yeah I think. Oh, because I just googled it and anemia is a condition in which you are cannot healthy red blood cells exactly okay so you could you could lack enough healthy red blood cells to on carry your own. adequate oxygen to your body tissue so that's why they call it sickle cell anemia because it's the sickle cell that's causing that oh, condition okay. it's causing the anemia right oh, you God. could have anemia without being sickle cell mm, yeah okay. so that's oh, a better way to explain oh yeah oh so that makes sense so now when you know because i know that you talked about crisis and all of that when you know you have what, like what are the things that you've done to prevent this crisis you know or what are the things you've done to manage your crisis to be honest one thing about sickle cell that i've noticed and and another thing that people fail to understand is sickle cell is different for everybody who has sickle cell oh so i have sickle cell and you have sickle cell but we are not experiencing the same pains we are not experiencing the same so it's not like um it's not like 
um, say for example, AIDS, where it's yeah. basically one size fits all. Yeah, it's not like that, right? We, we would experience the crisis, but I could be experiencing the crisis on my chest. Your crisis could be in your, your head or something. Oh. Your crisis could be in your leg. Like, our pains are not identical, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we would most likely go through pain. the same thing. We would go through pain, but, but not, the not in the same areas. My oh. pain could be my joints. Your pain could be your, your leg or your chest or something. So the, the way I look at it is you, there's no one size fits all. And I can't tell you this, what I'm doing to... Well, well tell, tell me also, you haven't necessarily done like anything to manage it. Because I know that sometimes, you know, when I call you, when I call you guys, you're probably taking a walk yeah. or like you're at the gym or something. Is that, you know, one of the things that you've kind of adopted in your life to, you know, help you? I don't, I, I don't, I didn't adopt those things because of sickle cell, to be honest. Um, okay, here's the, here's the way I'll, I'll put it. I think a lot of sickle cell, in my opinion, is a mm-hmm. mental thing because forget the fact that you're sick or mm-hmm. you've been sick all your life, right? The mental stress that comes with sickle cell is a lot of, is, is something that a lot of people ignore right in the condition because mm-hmm. mentally I, i'll give you an example the first time because i like i said earlier the first time i knew i had sickle cell was when i was in just three so mm-hmm. i before then and this is the funny thing about it before then just one to just three i didn't have a single crisis and i went to boarding school and my boarding school was not this posh boarding school that you put eat four times a day. You make crispy. You put you put you put enjoy yourself. My boarding school was all boys. We cleared so grass. We frog jumped. We did all the nonsense that you you would do in a boarding school, and the food was not that great, anyways. But I didn't know I had sickle cell even in just one, mm-hmm. and I didn't take any excuses or I didn't like take myself out of these situations. Like I was bathing with cold water, like in a very cold environment at 6 a.m. in the morning yeah. it was freezing so i didn't take myself out of these situations because i didn't know that there was something wrong with me i just lived yeah right now fast forward to just three when oh, i had pause so you know it just it's just reminded me of something that somebody told me one time that most of the time people carry on with their lives in like if they're ignorant to yeah. a certain situation yeah. so i'm going to divert right it's just like how we talked about you know going through your partner's phone if you're ignorant of your partner and i don't mean ignorance in like you're an ignorant person or i mean like you're unaware yeah because most of times when you tell people oh you're ignorant of the situation they just take offense and like oh are you calling me ignorant no but like if you're ignorant of your partner maybe stepping out on you or cheating on you you're going to still live your life until you know by happenstance you find you find that information but yeah yeah go ahead so yeah so just one just three i lived my life i i didn't subtract myself from any strenuous activities in school even though i was carrying this condition unknown to me mm-hmm. right just three i had my first crisis or what seemed to be my first crisis i was admitted blah blah funny story of how i knew i had to do so <laughs> no it's actually funny i'll tell you so i get admitted and i was still in the children's world at that point in time yeah so they were in the children's world and there's this there's this guy like he was next to me on my bed. To be honest, I don't know where he is right now in life. Hopefully, he's still I mean, alive. What's his name? I, I can't remember his name. To be honest, I, I just hope he's still good. But the guy was irregular in the hospital. Uh, like they knew every him. Every time they knew him. Like the nurses, everybody knew him. 
he knew the hospital in and out so we'll go to work we'll go for walks like after lunch and things and he'll take me to the nooks and crannies and every person that comes into the hospital even patients he knew them that's how well diverse this boy was about the hospital was it, and or on, was it because he was well diverse like he was curious or because he was constantly in he the was hospital. constantly in the hospital oh. and unknown to me at that time this guy had sickle cell right oh and i didn't know and uh, before then i didn't even know what sickle cell was kind of thing so this guy had sickle cell so the doctor brings our because they bring we eat lunch together right because uh, we're in the world and the doctor brings our medication or the nurses rather right, they bring our medications and drop them in front of us mm-hmm and at that point in time, the doctor hadn't told me or my mom, or maybe they told my mom to call down phone and they told her. But at that point in time, they, they hadn't told me that, oh, this was wrong with you and things like that. We're just yeah. eating. So we finished eating and they, they brought the medication and the medication was just seated there. Mm-hmm. And this boy looks at my medications like, why are you taking the same medication as me? Do you have sickle cell? I'm like, no. Like, you know how you just like take serious offense? Like, no, yeah, I'm not like, sick like you. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. sick like you. I'm like... Fuck off, kind of thing, Especially right? Especially with Nigerian code and code, sickle cell is bad. Like, like, God, like, for God forbid, God kind forbid. Of and, and even when I was in primary school, like I had teachers who like asked me that question, like, "Are you a sickler?" And that's a very word, wrong word to use. I'm going to come to that, but that's a very, uh, that's a very wrong word to use to call somebody because you can't, you can't go to someone that has AIDS and say, "Are you, are you, are you an AIDS or are you, are you AIDS or something like that?" Right? So I had, I had teachers in primary school who used to ask me that question, like, "Are you a sickler?" and things like that, because. I wasn't the biggest kid. I was. I, I looked sick for a kid, right? But I wasn't going to the hospital as as, as regularly as that yeah. guy. So the guy's like, "Oh, you have sickle cell? Maybe you do, or something like that." I'm like, "God forbid!" So we kind of like brushed aside. I went to sleep. We had siesta after eating. So that same day, mm-hmm. after my siesta, I went to because Shell Hospital that time they had like visiting periods where your parents would come. Yeah. So my parents come at like I think it was four p.m. They come. So my parents come at 4 p.m. after siesta and they're like, oh, Henry, uh, your mom is here, but she would see you in the doctor's office and things like that. So, so they actually take me to the doctor's office and like, oh, um, I know they started, they started educating me about sickle cell. They know you've never heard about this before, blah, blah. I'm uh, like, oh, you have sickle cell. Man, the way this thing stabbed my chest because I was just bashing somebody that was, that was trying to tell me, like, this is what it is. Like, I think we have the same condition kind of thing. And like... And they that just boy tell me. said it out of love. And he, yeah, and he probably said it out of love. And it's like, but I, I didn't want to hear it. So, yeah, by the way, they tell me. And I'm like, okay, fuck shit. This, this guy was actually right. right. But I wasn't in the kind of situation where it was, where it was like very regular in the hospital. So I, I leave him. I think it was on that time where I came for my checkups and he was there, kind of thing. So it was very regular. And why I'm saying his mental is. From just one to just three, I didn't have crises, right? Or I didn't have regular crises. But after they tell me, you now start it starts happening more constant but is it possible that you know because you didn't have any crisis until just three where you didn't know yeah so well no whatever point i was going to make makes no sense just so, go ahead so what i say like it's the mental thing affects you in the sense that oh you know and that first crisis i had i can remember that first crisis like not the first crisis but the first crisis i had after i knew that i was sick so mm-hmm. was the most traumatic crisis i've ever had in my life Mm. that particular crisis i remember it from head to toe i insulted every single i insulted my father i insulted my mother i insulted every okay i know it's not my father i'm sorry the only person i I could not insult that day was my father i insulted my grandmother i so rest in peace i insulted because my grandmother was living with us at that time so my my mother i insulted everybody because i'm like how would you know that your child could Die. die and you go ahead and have sex and 
take the chances. It's so bad. I, I know. I like I was so angry with everybody at that point in time, right? So another thing that secrets of it's something that the secrets of patients would at one point in their life resent their father yeah, and their mother just because yeah. of that singular fact. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you leave, you grow, you learn, and you just like brush it aside. I just yeah. I just and take it You know, that things. now brings me like to my next question because you insulted your father, you insulted your mother, blah blah blah. And I hear most people say that it's selfish, but somebody has tried to make me feel like think otherwise and be like, well, it's really, really not that selfish. But you know, that's discussion between no, this both. is a discussion that I want to have. It's selfish. <laughs> There's no angle. Let me tell you. Eh. Mm-hmm. Okay, my I, but then, I recently but... recently I, I spoke to my mom. I called my mom. I'm like, okay, now tell me for a fact. Mm-hmm. Did we know? Because to be honest, while growing up, I, I, I kind of like after they told me just three, I kind of felt my mom knew. Um all all the while, but she didn't she didn't tell me. Yeah. Right? Because but even though she has told me before that oh she didn't know that, that was the first time, I kind of had that feeling because while growing up, my mom kind of egged me. She kind of pampered me a lot. She kind of accommodated me in a very strange way that she didn't do for my other siblings right yeah so i kind of had that feeling like oh she knew before then so i called her like i think it was last month a couple months ago after i read this book uh what's it called um stay with me plug shameless plug read that book it's very good um (laughs) what's the book about before you go stay with me it's it's about the the idea of the book is about marriage but secret cell is highly touched on in the book and it's amazingly written okay so stay with me It's it's a it's a nigerian author i can't remember her name but read that book anyway so i read this book and i go back to my mom like mommy did you know did you know that i had sickle cell um you know i had sickle cell before they told us because they told us in the same room when the doctor called she's like actually i didn't know uh i'm like how did you know like didn't you check your genotype didn't you do this yeah because i know in nigeria like before you get married it's compulsory so my mom was like oh she checked her genotype when she was going to nyc but her genotype when she was going for NIC told her she was AA. So she never bothered checking. Checking again. After that. And she just assumed that it was fine and she just moved on with life. But apparently, back in the day, because it's NIC, they did them in like bulk or whatever. And there were high chances that they mixed people's Mix results up oh, and things like that. So that was just telling me like, oh, that she didn't know. But I didn't go deep enough to ask her if you had known, would you have still gotten married and things like that. Because I did, in my opinion, no, I don't believe that there's any valid reason any justification why you would to do bring it. a child. Yeah, to bring a child to do that, to even take the chance. Because I, I was, I think there was a post about it like a couple days, a couple weeks ago or something, and people were actually saying that if they if they were well educated and they knew about about cell and with all the information that they had, they would still do it. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Would I, for example, have sex with somebody that has AIDS? That I know, I know. Now there are ways to um, you can ha- you can have AIDS and still you can't spread it, right? But back in the day when it was a thing, it was a thing that if you like had AIDS stigma. and you had sex, you would you would you would have it, right? Would I know that this person had AIDS and then purposely have sex with the person, knowing that I would get it? I would not do it to myself. So why would you know that I would give my kid this disease and still go ahead and do it? I know it's not affecting you. It will affect you at some point regardless because you're still the one that's going to well maybe lose that child before the child is 10 or you're still the one that's still going to jump from hospital to hospital yeah, trying to save his life or her life money. right so 
I don't believe there is. It's not selfish. I don't believe it's not selfish. I believe it's very selfish. If you know, I can understand the the ignorance that some people didn't know. Like my mom, for example, whatever she tell me, hope is true. But I've forgiven her anyways. But or them. But I just hope it's true that she didn't know. And it's like, okay, I didn't know it happened. Yeah. Well, take take her word for it. I, I think I, I like. I've definitely taken her word for it. Like I hold no grudges on them. But I remember that first first time we told her, like, oh, this guy, you guys yeah. are fucked. <laughs> You guys, you guys are fucked. I'm like, and, and they're also lucky because they didn't know. So they had me, they had my brother, had my sister. Yeah, and they didn't know. And the chances would have been like, oh, they had three children and all of them were like SS, SS, And it didn't happen, right? They had one. And and imagine if they knew after they had me, they probably wouldn't have had kids anymore. They would have yeah. just like stayed off, right? So it all works out yeah, to an extent e- for them. Eventually, everything yeah. eventually works out. So now I'm going to, you know, take this back to like, relationships in general so yeah. not just with sickle cell so say because you know there's something that i've been seeing recently first of all let's let me even address like the sickle cell part as as a sickle cell patient is that the right word to say like, yeah. or yeah as a sickle cell patient how do or you say warrior or something as, as a sickle cell warrior how yeah. do you expect your partner to take care of you you know whenever you have those crises because it's one thing for you know your partner might know might know um or might have an idea of how to take care of you but there's no like exactly or how do i put it if they're meeting your own expectations on taking care of you to be honest uh, to be honest there's not and and that's the painful thing is there's no one size fits all. There, no, no, there's no one size fits all. But on a personal level, it's more of just being there because I've managed it enough myself mm-hmm. without anybody mm-hmm. that I can manage my crisis to a very large extent. Except, except like serious ones where like I'm not able to shower or I'm not able to do things because mm-hmm. it could you could have serious crises that you're literally paralyzed. I've had that was it three years ago, two years ago where like I literally could not do anything. Right, mm-hmm. except those ones, but mainly you just have to be there and you have to listen to the needs of that person at that time. And and it's it's bad because it's tough because you had such excruciating pain that everything angers you. Yeah, everything is annoying, and for you to even deal with it, deal with it, and tell somebody this is what you have to do is difficult. So I feel like people just need to be patient don't take anything the person says at that point that very seriously because i say shit when i'm in that, in that pain because it's 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 i, I don't know i've had this argument you before said, you said this... cuckoo be thoughtful it's not somebody's helping you be like what the fuck are you yeah, yeah 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 you to be thoughtful but the pain is this is this, okay. Just to give you an idea, this is Jesus. Pain. Jesus was in pain too. No, but this you is don't this see is him casting people. No, this is the pain that you cannot take regular Advil on. You cannot take regular oh. Tylenol on, right? This like those kind of meds do not do anything, mm-hmm. right? You have to be taking like hard drugs. Yeah. Like I take like um, oxycodone. I take oh, yeah. I morphine and things like that. Dang. So yeah, in that kind of pain, that those are the kind of those are the only drugs that could even reflect. To an extent, and when you take those things, it's it's it, it depresses you. It does a lot of things oh. to your mindset, even when you're taking them, right? So, it's it's the kind of pain that you just have to be patient with the person and just understand what they what they need at some, at, at at every point in time. And it's 
it's not even the pain crisis that you have to be mindful of. You have to be mindful of the person's day to day because waking up in the morning for a regular person is waking up in the morning. Mm-hmm. But there are days where a typical patient wakes up and they it's literally is not, not the same. It's like they literally cannot do anything. Like Excuse me. The, the anemia just kicks in that you cannot do anything. And there are also long term issues that come with it. Like, for example, my leg, for example, is probably damaged at this point in time and you need to manage that to say okay when this is happening you just leave the person alone and just be there for them when they need to be when you need to be there for them and just be mindful of the little things that are happening to them and and people say this a lot it's not a disability that is that you can see with the eye yeah so you just have to be able to it's an internal disability it's an internal disability that you won't catch if you're not sensitive enough to that person's needs right so just have to be sensitive, have to be mindful and watchful of what the person is doing. Dang, that, that was actually a lot. Now, you know, um, this is a little, this is way off topic, but yeah. in general terms, right? Because a lot of times, you know, we hear things like women are naturals, women are naturals, blah, blah, blah. But eventually, at the end of the day, we find like men here and there complaining and go like, well, she just didn't know what to do. So as I'm not saying that you're representing like mm. all the men on air, but as a man, when you're sick, how do you expect like whoever you're dating to take care of you? Like I, like I said before, like I think I just I just want you to be there, mm-hmm. like just be there, be present, be present, right? Just just know that I I probably would not say a lot of words at yeah, that point in time because I would be very like mm-hmm. I would not even like when I when I'm in that real crisis before the crisis subside even my phone i don't want to see it because it's disgusting that's how bad it is right so just be no just know that i might not say a lot of things but be ready to just be there if there's like little things that i need maybe like painkiller or like water or something just be willing and able or and and be present enough to get those things at that point in time because I might not. I would probably will not say anything, and I'll be very. I mean, if you don't, if you don't say anything, the person cannot read your mind to know that. No, yeah, the person cannot read your mind. That's why I just said be there, right? I might say one or two words the whole time, but really? those one or two words should reflect what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Anyways, so we've basically come to the end of this episode. You know, I feel, I feel, and I feel like this episode was insightful to me personally because there's so much that I didn't, that I did not even know, not even necessarily. There's so much that I didn't even know. I hope, you know, this episode has been able to, you know, touch someone, has been able to educate somebody more or, you know, has just been able to do what it's supposed to do. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and thank you, Henry, for coming on, you know, this episode. See you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.